We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. With Brad Biggs. Biggs Biggsy. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now on the score hotline. And of course, the score hotline is brought to you, every guest brought to you by the fine folks at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Big Zay. Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, it is a uh it is it is bear season now, right? We know that the Super Bowl is over and they have a champion and oh lo woulda coulda shoulda many years ago. But the fact is now we start easing into the important stuff. The, the Obviously, the Bears with more money than any team in free agency and the number one overall draft pick as we get to the combine. Does, does anything shift in your thinking when you're done with the Super Bowl? You might want a week off, but you're not allowed because this now is the Bears season. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, and the Bears wasted no time reminding you that it was minutes after the game ended Sunday night that they put out a tweet that 2023 starts now, and uh, the reality is Ryan Poles, his staff, Matt Eberflus, his staff, 2023 started for them in the second week of January. Uh, so so they got uh, a head start on a lot of other people. Um when the final game of the season is played, yeah, then you can reset the standings, push everybody back to uh, zero and zero and, and go from there. And the, the Bears are glad to turn the uh, page uh, and, and move on to next season. But um, I think that, that's been going on for a while now at Hallis Hall. They've been deep in meetings in terms of trying to create 
what, what has to be a multi-layered plan to the off season. You know, when you talk about free agency, when you consider the draft uh, and all the possibilities that come with it, you know, they're going to have to have uh, contingencies on top of contingencies on top of contingencies as they look to rebuild the roster and as much turnover as we saw on the roster a year ago, I will we'll probably see just as much this off season. Before we get there, Brad, when you look at the Super Bowl, the surface I think is as similar or the same as the Bears use at Soldier Field, or they they have similarities in the way that it was grown, and it was such a big factor during the game, and it was I think uh, worth scrutiny because. It was also a factor during the Fiesta Bowl. In a month, they didn't make it any better. How big of a factor do you think it was, and is there any solution to the problem because you shouldn't have these kind of issues cropping up at the Super Bowl? I did miss the Fiesta Bowl this year. couldn't tell you who played in uh, in that game. But, uh, listen, it's unacceptable when you've got a multi-billion dollar uh, industry uh, has the playing surface look like uh, a skating rink at, uh, at times during the game. You cannot have players uh, losing their footing that consistently. And so that's an embarrassment uh, for the league. And I'm sure that it's already been uh, discussed at the highest levels and uh, they will uh, take steps to ensure that uh, this type of thing doesn't happen in the future when the Super Bowl's played on a natural grass surface. Uh, a lot of these games uh, go inside the domes or play on fields with artificial service. You don't have to worry about it there. But um, a bad look uh, for the league and one that I'm sure will be uh, corrected. But, I, you know, I, both teams were slipping. I don't know that it uh, you know made a difference in the outcome, but it just – Totally unacceptable. Yeah, you know, I, I don't understand how they allowed that to happen. How can you be testing a new grass in the Super Bowl, right? It it was some sort of Bermuda hybrid grass thing. I, I mean, they, they should have had that set and ready. They, apparently, they, well, especially they had it outside. The, the, and the Fiesta Bowl I'm referencing was TCU-Michigan semifinal college football playoff. Oh. The headline in the Ann Arbor News the next morning was about the surface it wasn't something that caught anybody by surprise. And and Brad uh, Baldy did a thing where he broke down different plays in the Super Bowl. One of which was how many guys can slip on the same play and on the sh- same play. Yeah, and it showed Patrick Mahomes slip and Hasim Reddick goes down and and whoever's yeah, I mean, on the, the league, other side goes down. Obviously, Roger Goodell and the top people in the league office understand that. Um, it was a terrible surface, and, you know, maybe whoever recommended it, maybe they need to lose their job. I don't know, but uh, I would imagine this situation was bad enough with that playing surface that steps will be put in place to avoid this happening uh, in the future. It, you, uh, you also have a halftime show out there that makes it challenging whenever they're using any type of of natural grass surface to protect the playing field. You know, you, you look at these halftime shows, there's hundreds of people involved. When you talk about 
the the stages that they move onto the field and then have to move off and the performers and um that's a difficult thing to do and on the artificial surfaces no big deal right but when you're playing on natural grass uh that also can impact it and we all know uh how important the halftime show is uh to the uh, to the event you know that's part of the it's become a big deal uh for the league and for viewership and for the television audience. Uh, so that's a, probably a small factor when you talk about what's going to happen with the surface, what kind of surface can you use when you get these stages and equipment, like I said, hundreds of workers going on and off the field uh, at halftime. Speaking of the Chiefs, the Bears play the Chiefs next year, and there's been some speculation already about whether that game will be in Germany, maybe it will be in Spain, will it be in Europe? Well, it won't be in Spain, but uh, it could be in Germany because the Chiefs have a home game that will be played uh, most likely in Frankfurt, and um, the Bears have an away game with Kansas City. So you say, okay, well, what are the chances that um, that the Bears land this, right? Typically, the league... Uh, likes to avoid sending um, divisional opponents over there to play each other, that it would be unfair for uh, the Chiefs to play a home game against the Chargers in Germany and then a road game against the Chargers in Los Angeles. They like to balance that out. So you would think that you could um, eliminate the – AFC West opponents for the Chiefs, and then you start looking at who else is on the list of teams that uh, they're supposed to host. And, yeah, the the Bears could have a shot uh, at being the opponent there. We'll have to see. The Bears have been over uh, and played in London twice. They've been the visitor both times. George McCaskey in the past has been adamant that he did not want to give up a home game uh, to play internationally, and um, he's not going to get his way forever because the league, with uh, 17 regular season games now, will have teams, looks like every eight years, a team will have to play a home game uh, overseas or internationally, I should say, and um, maybe they end up the visitor in this one, the, I don't believe the Bears will have we, – we know the Bears will not have a home game um, in the U.K. or Germany this year. Brad, um, I want to go back to the surface again because I, I talked to some people in Philadelphia who are convinced that the Eagles' pass rush was impacted more than any other element uh, in the game. And – in fairness to them, and I, I listen, I thought Kansas City played great in a near-perfect game in the second half, and you have to against the defense that's that good. But no sacks and no takeaways for the Eagles in that game. It was the only game in the year in which they didn't have a sack or a takeaway. They had managed to do that in every regular season game and every playoff game, and they get to the Super Bowl, and they're shut down um, do you buy that explanation? I mean, I, I think that, again, the Chiefs played a flawless second half. Yeah, but well, if you're 
footing is off, that's going to slow your pass rush. No question about that. And that's what, when you talk about having a, a wet surface out there, snow, that's one of the things you look at is, boy, the offensive linemen should be able to take advantage of that. So maybe that uh, helps slow down the Eagles a little bit. But, boy, that Chiefs offensive line did a number yeah. on uh, Philadelphia's front. And you had two defenses there that can both get after it uh, with the guys they have up front. And so you're watching the game and you're seeing high-level quarterback play and big plays all over the place and great offensive line play against defensive fronts that we've seen dominate. The Eagles came in the Soldier Field there in late January, excuse me, December, and had six sacks. And it looked like they could have had more. You know, the, there was right. the one play where Justin Fields spun out of Hassan Reddick and went for, I want to say it was 30, 38 yards, something like that. So we saw up close how ferocious that uh, Philadelphia pass rush can be. So, Brad, the next big day, I guess, on the NFL calendar would be a week from today when teams can begin putting the franchise tag on players. And I wonder, is there any team that you will be watching closer than others? I, I would be paying attention to the Chiefs and Orlando Brown. You wonder what that situation will hold because of the need for a tackle. And I think big picture-wise – the quarterback carousel will be affected by what the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson. A lot of speculation about what will go on in Baltimore. What will you be looking for and how important of a date is it? Well, it's just the beginning of a big window. You've the the tag windows from, as you said, a week from tomorrow, February twenty first. Or no, I believe it's a week from I think it's a week from today, a week from guys. Today. Yes. I think it's, yeah, it's 21st, February 21st to March 7th is the window. And generally, teams wait till the back end of that window to use the franchise tag because they are negotiating and, you know, I'm using air quotes there, uh, with the player and the agent to try to work out a deal, a long-term multi-year contract that'll make the player happy all the while saying, you know, if we can't get this done, remember we've got the franchise tags. So I would think we'll see more of the tags, however many there are, closer to March 7th than we will the opening of that uh, period. But I would keep a close eye on uh, Washington with uh, Deron Payne, the defensive tackle. Uh, I don't believe the Broncos will use a tag on Draymond Jones. So I think that's a defensive tackle that would fit the Bears scheme that will make it to the marketplace. Obviously, the more choices the Bears have, the better, uh, because these top players are going to be coveted. And I would keep an eye on Orlando Brown uh, as well. Like you said, there might not be quite as many players tagged this year as usual. We could see a couple running backs tagged. And I agree the Lamar Jackson thing is interesting. You know, the one thing, I, one guy I talked to a while back, and it made a lot of sense to me. I, I don't know that it will happen. I would think the chances of it happening are going to be very, very minimal. But the Ravens have tried for a long time to get a contract done with Lamar Jackson, right? And clearly there's, a, there's been a divider gap between the two parties to accomplish that. This guy's idea was have 
get Jackson on the transition tag, okay? And then someone else can negotiate the contract and the Ravens can decide whether it's worth matching or not matching. And, you know, that way, the problem is if you don't match it, you're not getting to get any compensation for them. But that would be if the Ravens believe that the offers they've made are going to be consistent with what's out there for them, that would be maybe be one way uh, to get it done. Again, the chance of that happening, I think, is slim. I don't think Baltimore wants to risk losing him. We've seen what John Harbaugh has said, that they're, I believe the figure he's used is 200% uh, invested in Lamar Jackson for the future. Well, um, you know, money talks in this situation, and we'll see. It, it's a good situation to watch because, you, as you said, the quarterback movement is definitely worth focusing on when you consider – uh, the possibilities that Ryan Poles may have moving forward, trading that number one overall pick. Brad, you, you know, obviously you look at the uh, the rookie class from Kansas City, and it was a huge impact all season long. I believe they had uh, 10 players, uh, 10 rookies that were on the uh, 53-man roster. So um, I know that um, that Ryan Poles wasn't making any of those selections, but he did study – under uh, Brett Veach, among others. What do you expect from this draft uh, vis-a-vis the Bears? In terms of, we know what they need. We know they jump into free agency first. But there are so many rumors out out there, and I'm sure there are going to be even more rumors as the Bears do their due diligence. Uh, one of the rumors is they're interested in in gathering picks for next year as much as improving for this year. So I... I don't know what – I mean, we, we've got – it's rumor season. There's going to be all sorts of different uh, uh, conjecture. But based on what they did that last year and based on what Kansas City has done over the last couple of years, do you have higher expectations for polls than you would have um, maybe prior to Kansas City really tapping into a 10-man class in which all 10 guys made the roster and wound up um, – I, I, I heard this yesterday, and I couldn't uh, verify it, that in terms of uh, snaps played by rookies, number one in the league was Houston, number two, the Bears, number three, Kansas City. Jeez, yep. Well, and, and what's the – you get you get two classes of teams there, right? You get the Chiefs on one side, and you get the Texans and the Bears on the other side. And, one, and <laughs> Yeah, and the, the Chiefs – Okay, the the Chiefs had to play all these younger guys because of salary cap issues, right? Yeah. Created by having some high high dollar guys on the roster that make you know that roster construction a little more challenging. And the Bears played all their young guys because they didn't have any better options, right? They had older guys that they wanted to move out, so they were giving younger guys an opportunity. Um, I don't know if you can look at what Kansas City did this past season while Ryan Poles was with the Bears and say, yeah, this will apply here. You know, he needs he needs impact players, and it's going to start in free agency, and that will give us a little bit of a roadmap as to what – Maybe the Bears' initial goals will be in the draft. We'll have to see how many picks they have. We'll have to see where they're picking. You know, right now, 
there's a big gap between that first pick at one overall and the pick in the back half of round two from the Ravens and the Roquan Smith deal. Uh, there's going to be a lot of talent that comes off the board between those picks, so maybe they're able to uh, fill that gap a little bit with some more selections via a trade down. Uh, but I like the fact that the coaching staff has shown no hesitation in putting young players out there, even undrafted players. Uh, they're looking for the best guys, so players that are drafted uh, and signed by the Bears are going to have an opportunity to come in and uh, and help improve this team. Great stuff, Brad. Thanks. Glad you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Have a great day, guys. That is our guy, Brad Biggs. He is the football man from the Chicago Tribune. I Did you see the report from Fansided about Justin Fields during an interview revealed that Ryan Poles vowed to keep him updated during the offseason right, by texting right. him? Yeah, they're going to keep in touch. What do you think about that? Um, I think that there are going to be so many rumors and we're going to be hearing all sorts of rumors. I think it's a wise idea. I do, too. I, I, yeah. I talked to somebody yesterday who thought that might not be normal or it was somebody in the business that thought it might be uh, in football. Like, yes. you really have to cater to this guy. I yes. don't think it's catering to him as much but as you do. But he's your franchise quarterback. That's what I'm saying. And he's you, 23 you years to, old. You, listen, you have to cater to all the franchise quarterbacks. Don't you think it's okay to do that? I think it's a it's a wise idea because the kid's going to be hearing all sorts of stuff. I mean, let's be honest about it. You know, anything connected to him, he'll have family members contact. Exactly. Be every rumor. I thought out it there. was a really modern way to do you it. You know, he needs to he needs to understand what due diligence is, and they're going to be at every workout for every player, and they have to at least have the. Um, the option have teams believe there's a chance they could they keep could the pick. Create the facade. That's important. And part that's of important to keep keep your communication open right. with your most important player. So I don't look at it as a sign of weakness in Ryan Poles conceding to a player or whatever. I almost think it's it's a strong leader that's able to understand the complexity of how you need to communicate with today's athlete. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. That's the telephone number. Mully and Haw on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Let's talk about Russell Westbrook real quick. I was told Billy Donovan with the Bulls, his message has been relayed to Russ that Chicago should be the place for him. So I don't know. I don't know if they've talked extensively. I don't know if it was a text, but I was told his message has been relayed to Russ that Chicago should be the place. <laughs> Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. Yeah. Okay. That's well, Chris Haynes. Yeah, Chris Haynes in the his podcast talking about um, Russ to Chicago, which makes sense. I got no problem with that idea, but well, I've come think, around on it. I've, I've kind of evolved, and I think the Bulls have been would, bad enough you, to change my mind. Did you reject it outright? I did not like the idea at first of Russell Westbrook coming to the Bulls because I just felt as if it didn't seem like a practical solution to their problems. The guy on his fifth team in five years – and right, the, but that was four losses ago. It feels like it seems like even longer. But the speculation exists because of the connection with Billy Donovan and Molly. Frankly, at this stage, I don't know what they have to lose. This is a team that's lethargic. This is a team that's underachieving. This is a team that went out last night and showed no energy. So, if you want to go out and get a guy that can promise you one thing, he's not going to maybe shoot from three. He's not going to be the player he used to be. He, he used to be a triple-double machine, but he will heighten the intensity level in your locker room and on the court. So I, I'm okay with that, and this is why Billy Donovan uh, sounded okay with it when he was asked about it at, uh, last night at the United Center. Reports tying Russ, obviously, to the Bulls. What do you like about how he could potentially fit here? Well, I really can't talk about him just with him under contract with a different team, so I, I can't get into that. Just as a player, what do you what do you appreciate about his game? Well, I will just say that you know being with him for four years, you know I, I've always said this. It was a unbelievable respect on my part from the standpoint that you know whenever there was a game, you knew he was always ready to play, and he's a great competitor and he loves competing, and you know he he plays with 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 great energy and great passion. You know, and like I've said before, you go into a locker room before a game and you look at him, you're not worried about whether or not he's ready to play every game. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. That's Billy Donovan not talking about Russell Westbrook. Well, exactly. That's exactly right. That is, they are not ready to play no. every game. They are not <laughs> so, you know, every game. How obvious can I you know. be? I know. How intentional can you sound? Yeah. This is clearly a coach frustrated by not being able to reach his guys. How surprised are you that this team full of veterans, really, with the Bulls, this is not a young team. No. They've got some young components and pieces to it, but how surprised are you at this stage of the season with only 25 games to go that they remain this unpredictable and inconsistent effort-wise? Well, I, I think that um, it, the reality is, David, I mean, if you had asked me last year how I felt about it, I would have been – Surprised, but having watched the season, 
uh, this doesn't surprise me at all. We've seen it all year yeah, long. Right. And really, it started with the kind of injury hangover with Zach Levine. And, you know, there was like a moment there where you thought they'd kind of come out of it because they had this trip to France. But the fact is, this, this is how they've been all year long. This is not – you can't be surprised by something you see on a night-to-night basis, and you have seen all year long. So if, if this is a surprise, I'm so anesthetized to it that I can't pick up on it. You That's know a what great I mean? word for it. Because you're anesthetized, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to say, desensitized. You're just yes. You're dulled by the impact of the inconsistent approach because we've seen it all season long. I, I just, I think I can't say that word anymore. I was going to jump in and help you, but I, 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 after you mispronounced it, I no longer have it in my vocabulary. Well, it's hard. It's, it is it, anesthetized. It's harder to understand, too, that yeah, this happens with a coach that you came into the season trusting implicitly to get the most out of his team, who historically has done just that. And Billy Donovan sounds as frustrated as you feel as a Bulls fan. And I think that's why when he says, I'm not going to talk about Russell Westbrook, I can't. But let me tell you about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Well, I think it's great. <laughs> There's a way to communicate a message without being so overt about communicating that message. And I think that's what you heard from Billy Donovan in extolling the virtues of Russell Westbrook when he coached him. And the one thing you can guarantee is is effort and intensity and in a, a level of engagement that you can't guarantee any longer with this Bulls team. So why why is that? That's what your question really yeah, is. Yeah, I, I don't why know. Why are they not engaged? Why don't they care about where – I think that I think that the 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 reality is that they were a below 500 team in the second half last year and that has continued this year. And obviously losing your point guard is a big deal. Um I saw somebody did an interview with Io and asked him how do you feel about the fact that they're pursuing Russell Westbrook well I can't control or something and Io DeSumo has had an unbelievable uh career with the Bulls for a second round pick to make the team, and then to move into the starting lineup. But he, it's not ideal to have him starting. It's not ideal. He is not your point guard of the future. Let's put it that way. Um, they they are short at that position. And unfortunately, they thought they'd have Lonzo Ball back, I guess, for the playoffs last year, whatever it might be. But they they, you know, when you have veteran guys, they pace themselves through an NBA season. That's just the reality of it. I always, and you need a certain amount of young kind of guns. You and, do. And then and they don't have that. They haven't done that. Io's a great combo guard, but he's in the second year, and you can't expect. Is he a great combo guard? Well, he's, he's a he, solid player. Okay, great Great is overused. Uh, he's a great guy to have on your team because no of Costs the way nothing. that he is versatile, he's cost efficient, and he's one of these guys that you can ask him to do anything and he will willingly try. I think he is a great player to have on your team he's not a great player yet I don't know that he ever will be but you need you need more than him at the point guard position you need more than Dragic as the 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 backup or alternative and Kobe White can hit some big shots but he's not a point guard so you're stuck now why does this happen this year I don't know that it's related the easy lazy answer I think is that when Zach Levine gets paid he changes everything about his approach, and that affected everyone on the team. I don't know that that's enough. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. 
And I also think that he started the season physically impaired, so it wasn't until maybe recently that we've been maybe the first of the year that we're seeing what the Bulls are paying for. And, you know, numbers-wise, he's been very good. He still is a, is a player down the stretch. I don't know how much confidence you have in his ability. He turns the ball over too much. And the Bulls had, had too many turnovers again last night. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we have a texter checking in who said he's laughing out loud because this is the same comment you make about the White Sox. And you know what? It is. The Bulls are are the answer to this year's to last year's White Sox. They are they are just infuriatingly awful because they are so consistently bad and so consistently. I I, I you know it's it's uh, Will Purdue made that joke on the post game show and and it's uh, it's a good one. He said, "Let's take a listen to Will yesterday because I think he was awesome." Our cheers one in consistency. <laughs> I'm not sure this type of consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is he, maybe he should have clarified that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's fantastic. Well played, Will. But that's exactly what it is. They they have been consistently inconsistent. They've been awful. And that's the that's the conundrum. Yep. And it also is the the comp to the White Sox. The White Sox were easier to dislike, perhaps, because I feel like their manager was more polarizing than Billy Donovan is as a coach. The Bulls don't have that player or that figure that's easy to look at and to criticize or to dislike or that's going to rub you the wrong way. Tony Larusa just did that naturally. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's sneak in Jack. Hey Jack. Hey, good morning. Yeah, I'm listening to uh, the Bulls talk for the last couple of weeks, uh, months, and here's my one question. Part and parcel to what you were just talking about. Why does Billy Donovan get a pass? Any other team in Chicago, if it's playing like that, you just mentioned the White Sox. You know, the the 500, below average, no energy. You know, when is he going to be called out? Nobody nobody seems to talk about that. Well, I, it's, a good, it's a good question, and thanks to the phone call. I think there are a couple reasons for that. Number one, uh, he hasn't won anything big at the NBA level, but his track record and pedigree – uh, at the college level, he comes here and he's he's respected when he came here. And Billy Donovan is accountable and he's transparent. And I think his his willingness to be that guy and explain every move and his thought process does insulate him a little bit. It doesn't protect him or make him immune to criticism, but I think it helps kind of put it into context. And maybe that's part of the reason why. We'll get back to this later on, but who do you think is more tuned out by the players? You think it was Tony or Billy? Good question. Clearly, they're tuned him out. Fair debate. I think it's Tony. I don't know that he was ever tuned in. Yeah, I don't know that he was ever tuned in with Billy. It might have it's something that he has lost because last year the Bulls were engaged. I don't know the White Sox ever were that engaged under Tony Larusa. All right, we're going to talk some football with Coach Wanstead. We're going to talk Super Bowl and off season. We'll do that next. It's Molly and Hall on the score. Dave Wanstead, Bears head coach for six seasons. The Bears. The Bears. Super Bowl champion. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! He has the greatest mustache you've ever seen. Some say it's a symptom of manliness. Others a cause. The mustache. Why don't you hang it out with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score? Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. D-A-V-E. Dustin, I, we're not going to waste airtime on that, okay? Thank you. Next question. <laughs> Thank you. Next question. Thank you Next very question. Much.
Dave Wednesday. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. It is always a delight to talk to Coach Wanstead. And he joins us now, as all our guests do, on the uh, on the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dave, good morning. How are you? I am doing well, fellas. Uh, no, everything is uh, everything's good. God, I can't believe the season's over, and it's unless you're in the XFL and USFL, uh, it's on the free agency. I guess that's depressing, Dave. There's not a football game until August now. What are we going to do with ourselves? I know. I, well, you know what? With that first pick of the draft and a lot of money to spend, we will. Chicago fans are in for a treat this year. This will be. Uh, this will be a, as exciting an off season as what the Bears have had, I think, in a long time. Yeah, and um, you know, right up till the start of the season, I think we're all going to be pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> How? Uh, well, as, <laughs> go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. No, no I was going to say yes. Uh, us and 31 other teams right. in the NFL, right? right. Exactly. Right. What, if anything, you know, it's a it's a copycat league. And we were talking about what, if anything, you can learn from what the Kansas City Chiefs managed to do. I, I guess, ultimately, the um, the takeaway has to be that have the best player in the game and you're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if everybody gets a shot at that, but um, but it's extraordinary. The, the wide receiver position like really blew up last year. All the trades in the offseason, you could argue that that if it wasn't for the Eagles trade, they wouldn't have been in the Super Bowl. But look at what happened here. You you have a uh, a team in Kansas City that trades away one of the best receivers in the league and, and winds up winning the Super Bowl with the quarterback becoming just the seventh player in league history to uh, be a Super Bowl MVP, a league MVP, and uh, and a champion. Yeah, I – that number one, a couple of thoughts there, Molly. Just one, the importance of the quarterback. But I think the lesson that I took watching that Super Bowl game is there, I promise you, there was a little bit of a mentality that as long as we have the football, uh, talking about the Philadelphia Eagles defense, because that was the left time. That's why that game went south to me, and that's why the Eagles didn't win a Super Bowl. And I, I think there was probably a mentality that uh, our quarterback and our offense hasn't been stopped, and uh, we'll go out there and, and we'll play the second half like we did the first half. And the emphasis that I walked out of that game with is don't underestimate how important your defense is. Because the Eagles defense had an opportunity to close that game out, should have closed that game out, and they should have won a Super Bowl. And they didn't get the job done. So credit to Kansas City, yes. But, you know, everybody wants to talk quarterbacks, and everybody wants to talk, you know, uh, how great they played, which they did. They both played better than I think anybody thought they might. But don't underestimate the importance of having a great defense if you want to win a championship. And Dave, help us understand, help our listeners understand just what Andy Reid did schematically in the second half. The The Chiefs did not punt, and they ran the same play to score two touchdowns 
with the reverse motion and they hit the, the receiver in the flat wide open so they detected something about the formation or the personnel or both and they got them in the defense they wanted. They called the play they wanted and Patrick Mahomes processed everything and did the rest. Yeah, hats off to Andy Reid. I'll tell you what, that was a great – if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you have the top pass rushing defense in the NFL – and you're up by 10 points, you are thinking to yourself, I promise you, if the play, if the coaches didn't say it, the players are thinking it. Mahomes is going to come out. They're going to throw the ball 45 times, and we are going to get a chance to tee off and rush the passer. That was, I promise you, that was the mentality coming out. And what did Andy Reid do? He started off running the football with Pacheco and, and the other uh, running backs. But the emphasis completely changed, and I promise you it caught the Eagles on their, on their heels. And the Eagles now are saying, oh, boy, we're gonna, they're going to run it. They're going to throw it. And the minute you get the defense into that mentality, advantage goes to the offense. So Andy Reid did a great job there. But the two touchdowns, why, you know, you know the big advantage that uh, by rushing four, you can do anything you want in the secondary. And they were trying to double Kelsey is what they were doing. They were playing man with Kelsey. And when you play man with Kelsey or double Kelsey, that means everybody else is one-on-one. And so they were playing one-on-one with, with the other receivers in the backs, trying, trying, they didn't, you know, wasn't as successful probably as they wanted, trying to double Kelsey, let everybody else and just see, just challenge Mahomes Okay, let's see if you will throw the ball that maybe hasn't caught a touchdown pass all year. And and they did it. And they did it and they got the ball out quick. If you notice their passes, their passes were all thrown in less than two seconds. So it was snap, set, ball out. So great job of coaching by Andy Reid, running the ball number one. Number two, once he knew that they were starting to double Kelsey and play in man. Then he, he, he did his little uh, quick passes, the little motion pick stuff, and he got the ball out quick so the pass rush couldn't get there. So just a great job by Andy and, and all those offensive coaches, really, from Kansas City. Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny, Dave, because I think a lot of people were complaining about what they felt was a ghost call of, uh, of uh, defensive holding on, uh, on a play with about 148 left there, and – the idea being that, it, you know, whoever had the ball last was going to score, whoever had the ball. It was going to be one of these games where wouldn't have been something to see Philly come back and tie the game and then maybe uh, see Mahomes in the final seconds drive to that field goal. But, I, I mean, I don't know where you're at with that call. It just it – just, I wondered at one point if, if the automatic first down is, is a bit much – in that situation. And if that play, you know, as much as we talk about pass interference and where you get the ball and all that, should the, should the officials, should the, the, um, the competition committee take a look at whether or not that's fair, given how many penalties seem to favor the offense? Well, I look at it this way, Molly, that if you, we used to always say, if you went into a bar, Okay, into your local bar, Molly, 
Well, I, that would be tough because there's several favorites you have. <laughs> but it, yeah. If I if I picked one of your four or five favorite establishments, and I asked everybody in the bar, was that a penalty or not? And and every the, the group uh, unanimously said yes, it was. It's probably a penalty. Well, my point is this: if you got if you got 25 of the NFL officials in a room and said, guys, don't worry about that it's a Super Bowl. You know, you take that out. You take the score of the game out. You take the time when it happens in the fourth quarter out and just say, look at this play. Is this holding or isn't it? It it would be no question that the guy held him. He grabbed him. So I kind of look at it that way. You know, I mean, and that's how those officials, you know, and they miss a lot. Or they miss some, we should say. But they are taught to ignore the score in the game and the time and just make the call. And I think that's what happened. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't argue that. I, I think that um, – I'd have kept the flag in my pocket. Yeah, well, I'd have let see, him play. why? Because it's the Super Bowl I, at the end of the just game? Just because it's the way they've been calling it the whole game. That's the only reason why. I just think that's it, the biggest reason but if why. if you play a sport and you have rules, shouldn't you follow the rules regardless yeah. of who's playing? Yeah, I get it. But I don't know. Yeah, if, it's re- if it's re- if it's reversed, no, I I, I think you got to be. I mean, the the official that made that call, uh, that's how he it, it it was a penalty. And then when the player comes out afterwards and says, "Yes, I grabbed them." I mean, God, right. what are you going to say? Exactly. I mean, that's I, that's. I, a, I was right. hoping they'd let it I go. Know, yeah. But I think <laughs> if you asked everybody at Molly's bars, they would say they'd rather the call not be made. My bars are so conflicted that they probably find yeah. each other. <laughs> I'd be right in the oh, middle. Oh, if Mully's bar, I promise you, at that point in the game, they they weren't sure who was on offense and who was on defense. <laughs> That's right, Dave. All right, Dave, hold on. We've got <laughs> we've got you for another segment. We'll do that next. It's Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, six seven to the score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.